Hi, I'm Mel, and this is my co-host Jamie, the dirty lavender dress I put on every time I bang boys in the cemetery. (laughs) And this is Boo. (laughs) And And we we are are cheap whores. whores. (laughs) Do you want to do that one again, just in case? Yes. Should we be more enthusiastic? And we are cheap whores. Perfect. Three, two, one. And And we we are... Cheap whores. Whores. Oh, yeah, I keep saying cheap whores. <laughs> One, two, three. And, and we, we are, are cheap whores. Whores. Horrors. Horrors. Yeah, how are you doing since July, baby? (laughs) July? Wasn't that yesterday? (laughs) Yeah, time goes by so slowly. Time is an illusion. (laughs) Time's not even. It was yesterday. No, it isn't. It's It's been been eighty-four years. Eighty-four years. Honestly, I do have to say, um, let's never pre-pick several movies in a nope. <laughs> again. Uh, do you remember when we were supposed to pick three movies and then we were just having so much fun with that wheel, so we picked three more and we're like, yeah, okay, yeah, okay, that sounds perfect. Let's definitely do ten movies over the next course of the year. That's not how we work. That's not how this no. game goes. <laughs> Not if we want to be successful. Well, like, and I think the reason why we kept going was because we just kept picking the worst ones. And we're like, hey, well, we have to make this a little bit fun for ourselves. But all we did was prolong the inevitable (laughs) or prolong the misery. I don't know. Yeah. Phantasm. Phantasm. Um, What an interesting film to cover, which we'll get to soon. But Mm -hmm. Mel, quickly, anything new and exciting that's happened to you in the last three or four months i can't think of anything <laughs> what have i done anything fun have we done anything have i moved from this spot since we last spoke no no no. we've been rotting in a single spot what have we done homes. we've done we some went cool to things. new york city we lived like new yorkers which yes. was the best part like i've this year i've been on three trips but our trip to new york was fucking the best trip i've ever had like we didn't do yeah, a, a single touristy thing we didn't spend any unnecessary money to be surrounded mm-hmm. by people we don't want to be around. We went and had tiki drinks. We got fucking shit-faced at the Double Down Saloon, mm-hmm. drank ass juice, took oh, so t- pictures of our juice. titties, and put them up at the bar. Yes. So if you go to the Double thank you, Down thank you, ass in juice. New York, yeah, yeah. you can see um, at least two nipples and three tits. <laughs> and three double chins. <laughs> and just blur. <laughs> like, I looked at my photo. I pulled out of my wallet. I'm like, this is incredible. I think I put it up on my fridge. Oh, my God. I have to find mine. It might be on the fridge, actually. <laughs> I might have forgot already. And, like, everybody who's come here is, has probably looked at it being like, is this um, abstract? What I think I that know. is. It's just flesh. <laughs> it's, it's just, like, abstract you flesh. put you, me, and Jesse into the, like, teleportation device from the fly. <laughs> And that's what Dude, came I was thinking I was thinking more so like Hellraiser four or five, that giant pillar in the room that's all the mangled bodies together. Yeah. That's that's the vibe I was getting. Uh, yeah, um, I like that. But before we recap our lives since we've last recorded, uh, should we address the big sexy elephant in the room? <laughs> 
Um, obviously my ADHD medication is no longer working at this point, but yeah, I think that's yeah, something, no. <laughs> there was a little, a little blip in, in the beginning of our episode. What's going on now? What is that? What is going on is that we have streamlined. We remember when I used to use that word all of the time, baby, it's fucking back. It's fucking back. We are done focusing on the things that make us, you know, not so stoked to record. And um, we're hopefully fingers crossing saying this is the last time we do a change to the podcast. We want to be whores for you. That's it. I'm a horror for horse. you, baby. A cheap horror at that. <laughs> yes, exactly. I see um, it as an evolution, to be honest. It is true. Because you might all not you might you might not. You might all not, <laughs> you might all not know this, but this is our one, two, third name. Third no fourth name. Fourth, fourth, baby. Fourth okay. time's the charm. I've heard isn't that the poem that they tell you? That's the saying? <laughs> the fourth time is the deepest. Wait, what? <laughs> Is that Cheryl Crow? <laughs> the fourth time is the deepest, baby. I know. Um, no, I think it goes. The fourth time is your last shot or quit. I think that's what they say. But honestly, okay, we started off as this is trash, which I think out of all of our podcasts that we've had in three years, actually, that's not bad. Like we basically changed our name one point two five times a year. Quick math. So this is trash was our favorite, I think, of like, mm -hmm. the, it was the OG. It was, it was like low expectations. Yeah. And we were like most ourselves because exactly we were called this is trash. And like, that was like our go to whenever we would say something completely inappropriate. We'd be like, what do you expect? We're trash. Like we're garbage. Off. But also like we didn't hold ourselves to just doing anything that we had to do a lot of extra, extra work for, yeah. you know, like we would just go on and shoot the shit and we want to bring that aspect because it is the strongest part yeah. of ourselves um well of course also being you know honing into something we love yes. which are horror movies that was some of the best shit we love to talk about the spooky stuff a hundred percent and i mean this is trash i think one of the reasons why it went off the rails a little bit is because um who we are as people and as virgos and as people who i definitely have adhd and we were busy life is busy like right now mm -hmm. at this time and place in the world even though time is an illusion everything is just like so fucking chaotic that it was easy to just like do like a quick easy episode and then like we lost like a little bit of the fun in it like i think we do exactly. have to be regulated like as much as i hate a fucking routine and i want to fight it with all of my being I know that it will keep me on track. Yeah, we want to have a like we want to pull the reins in just a bit, but not enough mm -hmm. to suffocate ourselves. And when we moved on and started doing Murderotica, Murderotica we were trying so like the true crime aspect and actually trying to make really nice notes and not plagiarize, which I yes. mean, I want to just I want to copy paste. You know how easy that is? But I wouldn't be able to live with myself putting out content that was not like high caliber and that is just so stressful when you don't do this as your only job. We yeah. have to actually work and sleep and take care of ourselves, take care of our pets, and like lead our lives outside of just sitting on our laptops. Yeah. So yeah, being forced to research like 13 hours. Oh, it's a and lot. And then write for three is a lot. For you it's guys out there who started out that way, like I'm pretty sure Morbid, you, those girls, they were like, Ash was a hairdresser mm -hmm. and fucking Elena, like um, 
friggin' forensic like pathologist or whatever her actual title is. Exactly. Cuts open dead bodies and looks inside. Like they're hardcore. And Mm -hmm. one day maybe we'll be that hardcore. But in this economy. (laughs) Oh, baby, I got to work. I got to work. So anyways, we did some sexy, spooky stuff. But again, like, you know, there's always that feeling of like ick when you're trying to make a comedy podcast with true crime. Like, but not exactly. like, I like listening to it. Don't get me wrong. It's my self care. Yes. But then it wasn't fun and it's not self care for me anymore because now I'm constantly second guessing if it's appropriate to say something because I don't want to hurt any family members and I want to respect that person. But you know who I don't respect? Celebrities. And fake people in movies so exactly if i'm gonna be trying to make light of death that death is gonna be fictional baby and there's gonna be a whole crew of people having a good time on set making that death look awesome or really bad you know what i mean like i want to laugh at when it's bad i want to poke a little bit of fun and Mm -hmm. i think all of that research we were doing for true crime like you were able to kind of like bat it off you a little bit easier than me when i had mm-hmm. to do that one milky eyed boy who was uh mutilating Jesse, children's what's his face? Jesse Pomroy yeah and he was mutilating other children's genitals i was like Jamie i think i need to take a month off of doing this because i am bummed out and haunted and right? every week i'm like yeah okay i love the content and i actually wrote some really 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 good stuff in my humble yeah. opinion but having to talk through it i'm like this is fucking like this is kind of in me up on the inside so literally and know? well and that's when we added in like we're like well we'll do like erotica in between yeah but then because nothing goes health. better with real life murder than really <laughs> sex? raunchy sex yeah. like so classy <laughs> <laughs> but like so much where do you want to start where do you want to begin then boo crime happened. We're like, well, we're going to put some some of our passion into it, some of our horror. And then we just never yeah. did true crime. We did holy hell because we like, did, you know what? We yeah. can we can add in a few true crime here and there that are hilarious. Like, holy hell. Yes. Like, I have no problem making fun of fucking melted Martin Short. <laughs> <laughs> like, I have no problem with that. But um, yeah. And the guy who made the fucking salads every day. Yeah, see, there were really like there are moments that, you know, you have to laugh at because it's just so like, but again, these are real people with real lives and real trauma. And that's when we're like, oh, God, like, I don't think we can talk about this and and have it be okay, not in the way that we want to. Yeah. So, yeah, again, like just putting our heart and souls 100 percent in horror, like and being able to maybe uh, create like quick episodes for you guys where we just chat, we just do some banter and we're not holding ourselves to these really high expectations of writing scripts. Yeah. And we can go off the record a little bit and create more content while entertaining you, uh coming up with as much fun facts and audio clips and and doing our thing like I think that that is the balance that we are craving. 100. And the horror community is so fucking legit. Like everybody yes. is so cool and Even, you know, the most like celebrities that we look at from like, you know, the best B horrors from the 80s and stuff like that. They're like genuinely nice, real people who are willing to talk to like their fans and willing to talk to like random podcasts and stuff. So like I'd love to eventually one time one day, like, you know, maybe reach out. We will we will if we can't convince them, then we will trick them Mm -hmm. to speak to us. Oh, yeah. But that would be that's amazing. 
So yeah, I think that that uh, should give everybody a really good yeah. sense of where we're at and the brainstorming we've done to get to this place. And I think Jamie said it best. She's like, I promise, like, we won't change it again. Dude, I promise I will never think of our name again while driving home, no. like, late at night uh, from the airport from Cuba. Like, I was just driving <laughs> and I was just like, do-do-do-do-do, cheap horrors. Because horrors, this sounds like horrors. And then I voice texted you and I was, I was driving and I was like, um, can we? And we did. And now you'll never remember that it ever happened. The end. I was like, no. And then I was like, oh, no, but wait, that's really good. That's really <laughs> right? good. And we deserve it. We deserve it. Yeah, we do. So let's let's fucking do it. Let's get on the cheap horror train, the cheap horror express, the spooky sloot fucking supreme. I don't know. <laughs> I'm trying things out, guys. OK, yeah, we'll be working. We'll be working on all of the uh, the cute little uh, nicknames and euphemisms for the podcast. But for now, um, and I, it's actually perfect for me because I have a hard time pronouncing like mirror mirror. Anything that has like a double <laughs> R-O-R, so horror, like is going to be a horror. I, I say it anyways. So the double entendre, she's already there. Today I was on Instagram and somebody was like, or a post was like, what is the hardest thing for you to say? And it was like, I need help. I'm sorry. I was wrong. Something else. I apologize. <laughs> and somebody in the comments, I went to go right and somebody wrote Worcestershire. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> it was so funny. I had to follow suit. So I wrote an um, anemone. <laughs> anemone. Oh, anemone. I don't even. What even is anemone? What it's is that, that? It's it's from like Finding Nemo. Those like little tentacle like alive oh. coral that keep them like protected because they zap like the bad fish. Okay. Yeah. Anyways, they're science all bad lessons. fish. Baby, I they're all bad, bad fish. fish too. <laughs> bad, you bad fish too. Okay. Let's do the fucking wretched movie that is Phantasm. I had my moments like I've watched this movie several times throughout my life and I never remember it. And I've watched it three times since we've been preparing to record this and I still forget it. Like it's like but when I'm watching it, I'm like, I like this, but then I hate it. So it's a really <laughs> fucking weird movie. It makes me feel all kind of weird things. And I I mean, I will. I could save this to the end, but like, I this is the first time I watched it was for this podcast because for some reason I didn't I didn't want to watch it and I never thought I'd watch it. And then when we rolled the dice and got it, I'm like, well, I guess now I have to, and uh, I enjoyed it. So well, yeah. we'll, we'll rate we'll rate it at the end. We'll rate yeah. it at the I end. I have my so. I have my rating stored solidly in my brain, but definitely can say. This time I was pleasantly surprised, but maybe next time I won't be. Mm -hmm. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. The next seven times. Um, so run us through some IMDb facts. Okay. So this is what took me a little bit of time getting ready for recording because I got into a couple little rabbit holes. So let me just pull up my 30 um, tabs here. Yes. Phantasm, 1979. Um, I watched the remastered version. I imagine you probably did too. Yes. Yes, okay. I did. Great. So let's On learn Prime. some facts. Shout out Jeff Bezos. Director, producer, writer. Okay, so the writer, director, producer is actually all Don Cascarelli. Uh, there is one co-producer named Paul Pepperman. Very quickly, I'm going to discuss with you some of the works of Don Ca Coscarelli. Okay. Coscarelli. Ah, that sounds so much better. There <laughs> should be a little like a five under the C, I feel like, but that wouldn't be Italian. 
No. Does Phantasm. And he's also known for Bubba Hotep. <laughs> which Oh shit. I know, right? He was a writer, I guess, for Bubba okay. Hotep, which has a 6.9 on IMDb, so that's sick. Um I love I love Bruce Campbell. Like I Oh he's man, so all the way. Fucking I, sexy. Like, I don't care. Girl, the blood pools. The blood is pooling. Like, you know, know what I mean? Like I'm I'm <laughs> I'm I was gonna say I'm I'm torqued. I don't know. <laughs> I'm torqued. Ew, I got a visual of that. <laughs> I don't know. Is that is that a car term? Like I just imagine like do? a fully erect vagina. Oh sick. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. So he was known for Baba Hotep and then like a bunch of other shit that I've never heard of, which all sound like they would be amazing movies for us to cover. Um, but that's not what I wanted to talk to you about. What I wanted to talk to you about is he has an upcoming movie. And what is it? And it's called, it's in development. There's a screenplay being written right now. It's called Bubba Nosferatu, Curse of the She-Vampire. <laughs> I'm going to cut my own head off and right? throw it away. That is so violently I'm gonna sexual to me it. and i oh please do it i'm gonna compost my own face that is that sounds fucking amazing if this movie doesn't happen i'm gonna be so fucking disappointed i'm just gonna go on chat gbt and have it write it for us <laughs> okay i didn't know jack chat bg the chat jack 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 pt <laughs> private detective <laughs> private detective <laughs> <laughs> I haven't smoked weed since I've been. Home. I was just, I was just gonna ask if you had. I'm like, this bitch is high as fuck. There's I'm no not. other way. I guess I'm. A, I laugh a lot more when I'm not. Listen, and no, out. we're we're really nervous. We haven't done this in a really long time. Did I put mushrooms in my clamato Caesar? No, but Mel, you know what yeah, I was possibly. doing every. T I don't know if you heard like my like slight like little giggles in the background for no apparent reason, but every time I go to take a sip of my can of clamato extra spicy Caesar, um, for you Americans, it's like a Bloody Mary but better. So because there's it's not in a glass, I put the rimmer directly like on the fucking can so oh I can just kind of lick it. And every time I take a sip, <laughs> I breathe out and it just fucking pocket sands <laughs> my. <laughs> <laughs> that's actually amazing uh, okay so that's all i wanted to say about don all right now we're gonna go to the co-producer who is peter piper peckle maker hold on where is he peter pettigrew the rat from harry potter that's exactly it that's him so paul peppermint was the producer in phantasm he's also an actor he was in the revenant Okay. No, oh, no, shit. that's a completely different person named Ar Armand Culpepper. Wait, okay. <laughs> Wait, sorry. Did you say Armand Clove Pepper? I missed that last. Culpepper. It's just like I just looked up Paul Pepperman, but they gave me a list of everybody with the last with pe Pepper in their name, apparently. <laughs> Paul Pepperman also did a lot of the same stuff that Don did. I don't know if have you ever watched Beastmaster, like the series? Never. It looks like a sexy Beauty and the Beast. I mean, Beauty and the Beast is already sexy because she bangs the dog. She fell in love with him as the dog and then he just happened to turn into a human. It was so disappointed that he turned into a human. Like, I low-key just wish that the rose petal fell and it was too late and that was it. You're stuck with the fucking Beast. Because, like... You're stuck with Gaston. <laughs> Paul Pepperman, 
Um, there was a purpose for me bringing you up, though. Okay, you know what? I might just cut out Paul Peppermint. All right. So next, Paul Peppermint did the FX for the movie Phantasm. No way. <laughs> All I had to do was go down one fucking line. Come on, Paul Peppermint. Come on, Paul He's Peppermint. our SFX guy. He's our SFX guy. I mean, there's makeup people and like yeah. art, cre- art and creative department people. But like when it said special effects, Paul Peppermint. Not to cut you off, but makeup department says Kate Cosarelli. And I wonder if it's a daughter, a wife, a sister. The entire family is involved. That's how you save money, honey. But that's yeah, how you true. break up families. It's true. Jamilies. Jamilies. <laughs> Okay, production companies, uh, Don Coscarelli Productions. I don't know. Um, the main cast, I'm going to start off with the um, obvious choice, and that is Angus Grimm. Yes. He is most famous as the tall man in Don Coscarelli's Phantasm 1979 and its sequels. And then he's also in 57 other things. <laughs> really? Yeah. Uh, the um. The only things that popped out at were Masters of Horror. And I'm trying to yes. remember the episode. Do you remember? Um, yeah. It's a Incident on and Off a Mountain Road. And it's also directed by Don. Mm. Yeah. Well, that makes sense. And besides that. Oh, wait. Chopping Mall. We literally watched that, what, two weeks ago? Um, no. We, we watched something way crazier. We watched... The Revenge of, like, Billy something, the Phantom of the Mall, the Revenge of Billy whatever, and it was just, yeah. Really? Nothing to do with Chopping Mall. Yeah, it was so good. Unrelated. We've seen Chopping Mall, definitely, but um, we watched uh, Phantom of the Mall. Phantom of the Mall. Okay, well, equally as good. Maybe better. Phantom of the Mall, Eric's Revenge, making it sound like it's the second in the series, but it's the only one Wasn't there a part two, though? No, baby. Like the no, the part two sounds like it'd be a part two, but it's just a part one. (laughs) Oh, god damn it! Moving on from Angus Scrim, we are now moving on to Reggie Bannister. (laughs) I know I'm skipping some of the more important characters, but this man is my favorite of all of them. Reggie Bannister plays Reggie. Yes, (laughs) in Phantasm, and I like to playfully call him the Ice Cream Man. I call him. I call him Scullet. I called him Scullet a lot. Agent Scullet. <laughs> okay, so here's the thing. Reggie is a legit fucking like horror actor. He's one of those yes. guys who he's literally referred to as the hardest working man in horror. Like Aww. good for you, Reggie Bannister. I love he's, his name too. I it's know. So insane. He could play a cop with that name. Reggie Bannister. Yeah, he play, he's known for his starring role as the intrepid ice cream vendor turned hero in the action horror series Phantasm <laughs> 1 to 4. He is known for, again, all of... He's in every Phantasm. Now I have to watch all yes, of them. We're going to eventually, yeah. for sure. He's, Maybe we won't do episodes about them, but we'll watch them. Okay, Mel, this is... Okay, so this is when I started going into my rabbit hole, which I'm, it's not going to be long, I promise. A lot of these actors are also in a lot of music videos. So Amazing. Reggie plays the puppet master in a music video by a rap group called Twizted, and the song is called Boogeyman. And let me tell you a little bit about the group Twisted. Twisted consists of Jamie Madrix and Monoxide, who are originally in the Detroit rap group House of Crazies. 
with the ROC in the midst of House of Crazy's breakup, Madrix and Monoxide approach Violent J of Insane Clown Posse. Yeah, I demo just Googled tape. them. They're fucking juggalos. <laughs> so you can check out Twisted. That's T-W-I-Z-T-I-D, the song Boogeyman, and you'll get a brief glimpse of our friend Reggie as the puppet master. We can also include the YouTube link in our show notes. <gasps> Brilliant. <laughs> Moving on to Kathy Lester. Kathy Lester is known as the Lady in Lavender in Phantasm. Now, Lady Lavender, a.k.a. Kathy, has also been in a music video. For what? The the music video is for... Was it Twisted? Did Twisted... (laughs) Nope. Twisted did not do it. A band called Estero did it and are they also juggalos (laughs) no it's actually this like kind of nice like um kate fucking what's his face who i hate now um but i used to love rob schneider oh yes garbage but his daughter she sings that x's and o's song yes yes it's got that songs kind of vibe you know like radio 40s ish for the budget of the movie, there were no accountants on the set. Cossarelli estimates the budget is at about three hundred grand, and Phantasm grossed one point five million in the United States and in Canada. Or fifteen fifteen million? Good for them. Wow, I thought that was one point five. Good for them. That's like quadrupling, if not more. Um, Quick in the, math. In, in, in its first three months in 10 foreign territories. Okay, so I didn't finish that sentence. Phantasm grows $15 million in the United States and Canada. In its first three months in 10 foreign territories, the film grows $7 million for a worldwide total of $22 million. Good for them. Good for them. That's, That's what so happens nice. when you cut corners. <laughs> and you hire your whole family. <laughs> and you're the, also the director, producer, writer. Like you have to double up the roles. I so, know. Imagine you know. Don Cossarelli's daughter, whatever her name was. She's actually only like 12 and Paul Peppermint's her like 13-year-old boyfriend. And he's like, listen up, kids. <laughs> We're making a movie. You're going to make it big in this town. <laughs> Like, Dad, but I have to go to school. You won't need oh school. Oh, my God. $22 million. Okay. Mm-hmm. The editing by Don Cossarelli. Production and makeup by Kate Cossarelli. The producer was Dak Cossarelli, a.k.a. D.A. Cossarelli. I'm, like, looking at this now. So, yeah, whole family's involved. Well, you Love know who it. isn't involved? The theaters. Yeah. And you know what they rated it? R. And you want to hear the Ooh. triggers? You ready for this? Yes. Ready. Okay, so there's no dog in the remastered version, at least. Only the sounds of dogs barking at a couple points. There, I, I went through the. Okay, I went through th- some of these things. Okay, and mm-hmm. I can a hundred percent tell you that a lot of these things are in the movie. Is there excessive gore? No. Okay, I mean, there's gore. Is not wom- excessive. <laughs> not excessive. Is a woman brutalized for spectacle? No, is someone stalked? Absolutely. Mike yes, is yes. the ultimate stalker. Is there domestic violence? Y- yeah, the brothers wrestle a bit. They um, wrestle. They wrestle a few times. My favorite is someone gaslighted. Oh, if Jody yes. isn't the biggest gaslighter of all time, lies. Um, also, uh, Mike gets gaslighted, but I get into a whole segment about that. So yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. 
Is a child abused? I would say, yeah, like emotionally, 100%. (laughs) His parents just died. Does someone use drugs? There is a lot of weed smoking going on in there. Six people said no. (laughs) Is there addiction? I mean, to fucking corpse sex, yeah. (laughs) Does someone abuse alcohol? I think Jody has a bit of a problem hanging out at that cantina all the time. Yeah, it's true. All this shows me is nobody cares about humans, which I 100% agree with. They only care Mm -hmm. about animals and they don't care if you're triggered by all of the other things. Yeah, all the other stuff's at the bottom just in case you want to look. Okay, I'm fucking done. I'm ready. I'm so excited. I am ready to get everybody started and we will begin with the title sequence. So this comes in with zero frills, okay? After the retro production company animations, the title, (laughs) Phantasm, fades in bright magenta red in a rounded serif font on a black background. The audio is giving me suspenseful day at the sea. It's like a low baritone foghorn that crescendos up and down, supported by some chaotic drum clanging. A bit of Goblin (laughs) vibes here, especially since we just saw them play live the other week, right? That was sick. That's something we did together. We saw Suspiria with Goblin playing fucking live, and then they played a whole set, and I creamed my pants. It was so fucking good. So good. They did a bunch of other Dario Argento movies, and they uh, would play just like the best of the gore scenes up on the screen while they played along absolutely wonderful that was one of the best ways to get started this halloween season of just getting in the vibe so fucking good and i was so proud of you you with your like that little mushroom courage that you had to peek through your fingers (laughs) to see the like reagan scenes that they clipped in of the exorcist oh girl i looked at the bottom left corner i didn't look i saw the sheets (laughs) all i saw were the sheets moving i didn't look beyond that but I, I was very brave. And you, and you peed a little bit. <laughs> Definitely pissed my pants. Yeah. Definitely just raw pissed my pants. Just filled my pants. Flooded well, my pants. your nervous pants. giggling didn't show at that you pissed your pants. Oh, thank you so much. So, yes, the music in Phantasm was composed by Fred Miro. And considering Suspiria came out just two years before this film in 1977, I feel like maybe he was a bit inspired by that. It was very creepy, very mm-hmm. effective, and very simple, unlike our last movie, Chasing Ghosts oh, to Hell. Oh, dear God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was fucked up. So let's come into the movie for real. We got our first shot of a large white pillared house surrounded by the darkness of night. The frantic audio, audio cuts out and we pan to two sets of legs writhing around in the cemetery. The woman's bare legs and high heels are completely parallel on top of the man's as if she is just planking on top of him. And in all of the dry humping excitement, it seems he has lost a shoe. (laughs) (laughs) Quick, quick comment. I just feel like she's so out of his league. Uh, Oh, baby, we're going to, we're going to, we're going to just slide right into that. We get some artsy flashes of her face. She has that sullen look, long, beautiful blonde hair swaying in the breeze, and her beautiful face is cloaked in shadow as she's riding some dick. She's moan whispering, Tommy, Tommy, Tommy. And the camera moves down to the recipient of the ride, Tommy, who's in full Canadian tuxedo, looking like he sells cigarettes to kids in high school for a living. He is licking his lips, and they are framed by a sweet handlebar mustache. So I guess Tommy finishes up because he lets her know, that was great, baby. 
And while she she cups a naked tit with one hand and then pulls a large silver dagger out of God knows where with the other and stabs him. And we pan back up to her ghostly, emotionless face, blonde hair still blowing in the night breeze. Then her face suddenly transforms into a balding geezer's and I guess Tommy banged an old man. I love it. I love it. I love it. That's a fun twist. That's how we start our movie. That's how we started. That's why I was like, what the fuck? Like, this is what this movie is? I did Mm -hmm. not – like, I have never tried to watch it. I didn't know anything about it. I've known people who've loved this. And I, for some reason, didn't feel like I wanted a weird sci-fi horror medley of this caliber. Never gave it a chance. And Mm -hmm. when that was the intro scene, I'm like, okay, I've been sleeping on this. This is something – this is something extra. As soon as I like saw that scene and remembered, I was like, Mal's going to love this movie. She oh. loves banging old men. Old man. Yeah, oh, exactly. Ghost sex. A hundred percent. This is all up my shit. Definitely feel I feel like hey, I love Lavender Lady. Mm-hmm. She like serves like some Shelly Duval. Oh, yes. Goodness. But bleached. Bleached Duval. Yeah, a bleached, bleached, ble- blanche, <laughs> blanche Duval. Duval. <laughs> yeah, and like I was saying, I feel, okay, well, first of all, I apologize, Mel, because when I started my notes, mm-hmm. I thought I was starting. So for your first, like, little scene, I have a little bit more than I usually would to yeah, say. Yeah, no, go but, for like, it. I'll keep it no, short. It. I feel like she's a little out of his mm-hmm. league. I also think his mouth smells <laughs> And I fucking hate the little tongue oh, thing. Oh, does he it does. the licking? No. <laughs> it just makes me feel like Uncle Bad Touch. I don't even know what that means, but I feel it like inside of me. I don't even remember it. Like, I don't remember it visually, but I still feel the feeling and I hate it. It's very awkward, the whole situation. And I'm pretty sure. Um, I don't even think I put this in the IMDb facts and I don't know why. Um, but I feel like the actress was like weirded out and didn't know the guy so she didn't want to like do the scene with him so somebody else stepped in who had been on set for longer and was just the legs laying on top of that guy or something it was something of that caliber where they're like okay um very uncomfortable with this planking situation so you can shoot me when i'm riding on top but yeah okay lisa (laughs) right (laughs) I don't like when he fucks my belly button. Okay? She dealt with it, man. That girl was a trooper. She was. She just she was dealt a with trooper. it. She's like, I'm an actress. I'm gonna deal with this open set I'm with all. I have all stuff on there. This so, this is the most unprofessional movie I've ever ever seen in my entire life. But I <laughs> I am a professional. Exactly. <laughs> so the sun comes up, guys. It's morning at Morningside now, and the cemetery gates with the namesake on them are cast against a blue sky. We get a shot of the White House now on the cemetery grounds, and it is very evident that it is a funeral home. It is surrounded by some headstones and a hearse. Now, out of the left and right sides of the screens, two dudes' heads slide in like a sweet PowerPoint transition. Their names (laughs) are Jody and Reggie. Uh, Jamie talked a little bit about Reggie. It's really his name in real life. I totally <laughs> skipped like two fucking actors. Okay, both of them weren't in anything. Okay, just saying that now. Nothing but phantasm. But I will say Bill Thornbury, who plays Jody, actually wrote a song for the movie. And that's all I'll say. Okay, amazing. We're going to get to that song and I can't fucking wait because it's my favorite thing. <laughs> So let me describe these menses uh, for anybody who doesn't plan on watching the (laughs) the movie. Uh, Reggie 
Like we've mentioned before, he is the sweetest fucking skullet. And Jody has fluffy 80s hair that looks like a helmet. And um, when my PCOS alopecia kicks into high gear, I aspire to be Reggie. I want that skullet. And I want it in the low pony, baby. Oh, no, Mel. <laughs> I might just shave. Go skullet with you, okay? I swear to God. But pinky swear. Okay. What would that be? It wouldn't even be like business in the front, party in the back. It'd be like retirement in the front, party in the back. Oh, I was going to make a horrible joke. (laughs) I already knew exactly what you were going to (laughs) say. So anyways, our two main players here, two of the main players, Reggie and Jody, are here for Tommy. I'm sure you guys remember him from the previous scene, uh, getting (laughs) fucked and stuck by a blade. Um. Yeah, they're here for his funeral. And Reggie says, it's hard to believe Tommy killed himself. And I'm like, in what fucking state did they find this body? Because last we saw, Tommy had his dick out and was stabbed in the chest. So, yeah, unless somebody posed the shit out of his corpse, it is covered in jizz with a hole in its stomach. (laughs) So what suicide? What suicide? Like, what? He impregnated himself (laughs) in his his belly hole. (laughs) Jesus Christ. So, Jody heads into the funeral home and to the crypt, which is all white marble. His funeral shoes click-clack against the floors for an obscene amount of time before he finally pauses and whatever the fuck this is happens. This warbling, if this is a message or warning from beyond the grave, baby, you're going to have to enunciate, please, because I am not understanding what you're saying. (laughs) Jody doesn't seem to have a problem with it, though. He kneels in front of a plaque that's that reads Jody Sr. and Anne Pearson. I am guessing that these are his parents, and both seem to have died in 1977. Maybe they attended the Tons Dance Academy in Germany, and that's another Suspiria reference because I mentioned 1977 Ooh. and Suspiria earlier. Um, wouldn't that be a fun crossover? That'd be fucking weird. I love it. We can make it happen. We can make a whole universe. Yeah. Get the AI to write it for us. So You know I love a universe. I know you do. <laughs> you like to get into that shit. So this <laughs> silent moment at his parents' tombstones or graves or wherever they're the crypt is shattered by some dirt bike kid ripping through the cemetery. I immediately hoped he'd crash because I'm old and loud noises should be punishable by a violent accident. I was not <laughs> pleased by that, but happy when his bike stops working. And as he's trying to fix it out of the corner of his eye, he sees some crouching little critter in a long robe disappearing behind a headstone. Now back inside that same little dark robed figure is leading Jody through the crypt corridors. As he stops a large hand attached to an even larger man clasps his shoulder and lets him know in a deep voice that the funeral is about to begin, sir. The face is the same face that rode Tommy into the afterlife. What do you think he was like as a regular person? Because he's just so gigantic. Do you think he was goofy? He, do you think with like, that voice, like I feel like I crushed on him. I feel like he's hot. Yeah, definitely. He's he's like a large Frankenstein figure. I mean, I'm down. Yeah, for sure. And also those black robe critters. When I was a kid, there was only two things that ever kind of scared me in a movie. One of those things was the fucking sister from Pet Cemetery. Oh yeah, with the fucking spinal. Yeah, that was that was your Reagan. That was your Reagan for sure. That was my mm-hmm. Reagan. Like I would imagine her being beside my yes. bed, like reaching up, being like Rachel. Yes. Um. 
And then I would always imagine, because like my bed facing my door, which would be wide open with the bathroom light on, and it was a hallway. And so for somebody coming from the living room to go to the bathroom, they'd have to cross right in front of my door. But I would always just imagine seeing those little fucking black robe critters. Mm -hmm. And they scared the shit out of me as a child because I watched this movie probably when I was like four because that was my mom's jam. But, you know, it's so funny that something that I was so fucking petrified of I was such a beloved character for me in Star Wars. Oh, you are going to put a pin in that because I have some facts about that shit and I will come back to it. I promise I won't do that thing where I'm like, we're going to talk about that later and then maybe I don't do it. So that I will yeah. 100% um, be talking about yes. in our part two. Tell me. Probably. So let's go back to the funeral. As the Brotendos stand by Tommy's open casket, we get some insight on the backgrounds of some of these characters. The dirt pike kids, I can't, I can't even say dirt bike. I keep saying dirt pike. I, I don't mean to, but I am. The dirt bike kid's name is Mike, and he is Jody's younger brother. Reggie, skullet guy, says it's a good thing that the kid isn't here to see Tommy like this. Now they show Tommy's pale body doing its thing. And Jody says Mike had nightmares for weeks after the wake for their parents. Also, Tommy looks exactly the same as he did when he was climaxing. Just saying. Yeah, he died in that fashion. Rigor mortis <laughs> for his rigor mortis dick. Anyways, back in the cemetery, um, Mike, not Mike from Sex and the City, but Mike from this movie, watches the funeral <laughs> happen via some binoculars. The friends we saw around the casket in the chapel, Paul bear that thing into the cemetery for the final performance or whatever that thing is called where everyone cries again, but it's outside this time. So after everyone leaves, he sees the tall man return and single-handedly pick up Tommy's casket <laughs> and put it back in the hearse. This lit AF phantasm theme plays as Mike pieces TF out. Quick question. Because mm-hmm. you briefly skipped over the one part that really stuck out to me. Mattered to you. That <laughs> really mattered to me was usually the pallbearers only really like carry the body into the into the church and out. But I guess maybe they do it at the actual burial. Mm-hmm. But yeah, they carry the fucking ca- <laughs> casket and then they just leave it. Like they don't. Yes, they just put it on the ground. There's no burying it. There's no symbolic dirt dropping. Like there's no shots in the air with the fucking American. There's nothing. They literally just walk over, drop it, look at each other like, you want to get the fuck out of here? Like, okay. And leave it. The body there to be fucked by an old man. I didn't even notice there's anything weird about it. <laughs> You're to like, me, that's that what's happened, right? The, the the appropriate people will come for this, right? They'll, yes. The, they'll the figure stuff. out what they do. They just. I didn't even realize, like, was there even a hole in the ground or they just dropped that casket off right on the and, lawn like, and say, why doesn't Tommy have anybody at his burial or his funeral? Were there people there? I don't remember. Yeah, they, yeah, yeah. There were people there. There were people. people the nobody cared sure. to. Was it raining out? Was it raining out? It was raining out. That's why. Nobody wants to get wet. Even no. Not for Tommy. He's like, so We'll let this body rot. We'll just let this body <laughs> rot out of here. No problem. We'll, we'll, we'll lay him right back down where we found him. Like, literally right where we picked him up. Also, is he even allowed to be buried there? Like, isn't that consecrated grounds? He unalived himself. I Yeah, I guess, like, I'm surprised that they would 
they picked up his his body with his dick out covered in cum and said, let's just put it right back where we found it out here. No problem. <laughs> we'll just put it in the casket first. Okay. So anyways, yes. Uh, Mike sees this tall man pick up the, the fucking casket single-handedly, puts it back in the, the hearse. <laughs> David Carradine in the casket. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so. so like any young boy would, Mike immediately heads over to a fortune teller's house. The young granddaughter who lets him in seems to be on a first name basis with him. So clearly he's been there before. Now we love that Mike is living his ultimate witch fantasy. He sits at a red velvet cloth table with a crystal ball in the center as the granddaughter wheels the unmoving remains of a woman cloaked in black to the table. (laughs) Now, I made it sound like she's a corpse. She isn't, but baby, it's close. It's close. She's got a black veil on, some black John Lennon sunglasses on, and a black star drawn in the middle of her forehead. She is a fucking legend, and I just want to mention that Jamie had already been watching this movie before I was, and she's like, I can't wait till you see who we are in the movie. And the second I saw that young blonde girl... Why are we in every movie? ...wheel that decrepit corpse out, I'm like, oh, nailed it. Nailed it. Clearly, you're the blonde girl, right? I'm the decrepit. Oh, wrong. Wrong. Twisted. You twisted it. No. (laughs) So the granddaughter seems to have this same star mark on her cheek. And I'm thinking maybe Paul Stanley is a distant relative. (laughs) Toronto! You feel good! Now, I have a fun fact. Mary Ellen Shaw, not to be confused with the murdered ventriloquist Mary Shaw from Dead Silence, was cast as the last minute as the grandmother fortune teller. The original actress who had been cast declined the role when she realized they'd be shooting on the day of her nephew's birthday party. And I'm oh, like, off. like, he'll have a lot of more birthdays. You want to be famous, girl? You got to start making some sacrifices. When are you ever going to get to be a haunted yaya ever again? I know. Again? Seriously. <laughs> You're never going to get to that black star on your forehead. Come on. I just, I just, I love them. I love them. I, I love, love them those so two. Much. I love everything about them. I love them so much. So let's sit down at the fortune teller table with them. I guess grandmother doesn't talk anymore, through her mouth at least. The granddaughter has to speak for her through telepathy. Just like us. Yeah. So I'm going to be calling the granddaughter the mouth of Sauron going forward. Grandmother is pleased you've come and wants to know what's bothering you. So Mike tells the grandmother that he's found out Jody is leaving. And we cut to a dreamy memory of Jody driving his little hot rod in the middle of the road like an asshole. Um, basically Jody pulls into the driveway. Mike begins working on his brother's car before a friend named Toby pulls up and Jody confides within earshot of his younger brother that he's going to ship Mike off to the aunt's house so that he can get back out on the road, which is so cruel. So cruel. Um, and as this audio plays out, we just get this random scene of Jody riding a bike away from Mike as he chases him down the street. It's just all of it is strange. It's a stalker's nightmare. Yeah. Or dream. <laughs> really. Or fantasy. Mm-hmm. My favorite part of Mike's memory is whenever Toby is like, sorry, your parents are dead. <laughs> okay. Oh, yeah. Sorry about Tommy. Sorry about your dead parents. Everyone you love around you is dying. Amazing. Oh, and you're gonna ship your you're gonna ship your brother off to the orphanage. Perfect. 
I just wanted to point out, he knows he's stalking him. And the kid just <laughs> lost his parents. Why are you pretending like it isn't happening? Like, just fucking turn around and talk to him. He's like a foot away from you. You're the only family he has left. You know what I mean? Instead, he's like, I think I'm going to get rid of this little fucker. I don't no even problem. care about it. Honestly, like, that's harsh. But for me, it's the obviousness like uh, throughout this whole movie of like Mike being two steps behind him. Like there's no yeah, fucking way you don't notice. And he's just like, doot, 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 We'll get to that. So back to the present day at the fortune teller's table, the mouth of Sauron tells Mike not to worry. Grandmother says if he leaves, he will take you with him, which sounds like a threat to me, but all right. Mike also tells the two about what he saw at Morningwood Cemetery, and we see that as he was dirt biking away, the tall man, suddenly appearing amongst the graves and equipped with telekinesis, knocks him off of his bike. <laughs> at this, the mouth of Sauron tells Mike that grandmother wants to play a little game. A Just little like us. Yeah, just like us. A little black box appears on the table to the boy's surprise and also my surprise. Magic. He's directed to put his hand Dick in a box. <laughs> he is directed to put his hand in it. And when he does, it latches to him. And he, of course, panics, tries to pull it off. But the mouth is sore and repeats for him not to fear. He eventually calms down and the box releases his hand. Mike, rightfully startled, startled says... That really hurt. The mouth of Sauron tells him it was all in his mind. And this is the lesson that grandmother wants him to learn. Apparently, this lesson is in Gaslighting 101. So put that on, does the dog die? Mike pays and he leaves. <laughs> Literally, because they lied. Yeah. Mike pays them, though, and he leaves and grandmother starts giggling. So she's hmm. so pleased with herself. She's stoked to torturing little boys, gaslighting them, being like, oh, it's all in your head, you dumb I bitch. I love it. It's just like us. Like, we can read each other's minds, <laughs> and we like to play little games, little and we games. giggle, and we have dicks in boxes. Torture the little children. You know what that reminds me of, though? It wouldn't be a fucking uh, cheap horrors episode. <laughs> it's our first one. <laughs> it wouldn't be a cheap horrors episode if I didn't make a Simpsons reference. And... <gasps> Yes. The dick in a box is giving me a whole lot of Ralph Wiggum and Bart Simpson being locked in one of those finger traps. Yes. <gasps> Hi, Bart. We're going to be friends. I have a finger trap. Whoa. Get him off. Get him off. Fighting only makes it tighter. All right, Jamie, you take over now. Doot and do. So our friend Jody, aka the older brother who keeps abandoning his brother and like <laughs> driving his hot rod around, driving his hot rod around, being a real free fucking spirit is sitting on the porch, drinking a beer, playing the guitar. And who pulls up? Reggie. And what does Reggie do for a living? Reggie's an ice cream man. And of <laughs> course he's a fucking ice cream man. He literally looks like the character ice cream man from the horror movie ice cream man just a little <laughs> less creepy just a little sexier say ice cream man one more time <laughs> ice cream man and oh shit they are in a cool friggin band together and that's why he's got that ponytail and mr <laughs> clockwork yeah. orange hat over here <laughs> the hair helmet he wrote this song himself says so in imdb doot and do <laughs> 
before we get to the audio, because don't worry, we're going to play a little bit for you. I find myself suddenly very attracted to Reggie. <laughs> he just slides into the jam. Oh, hell He's yeah. like, let's go. He's not even taking his little ice cream man bow tie off for this shit. <laughs> Which, speaking of, like I said, Ben Thornbury, play, who plays Jody, made this song for this movie. And it's called Sitting Here at Midnight. I'm just a sitting here at midnight, and I've been sitting here till noon. You see, my lady left me lonely. Yes, she did. My anthem. Okay, well, that was a nice. Uh, there was absolutely, okay, guys, there was absolutely no reason for that scene. There is absolutely no. no reason for that scene except for for Bill Thornbury to fucking showcasing it, previewing yes. it. Like, yeah, it was like if I, if you don't mind, I'll just be here for five seconds saying like, there's nothing like getting off of your shift as a local ice cream man with a skullet, <laughs> meeting up with your orphaned friend who's wearing his Charlie Chaplin hat and playing only 20 seconds of music before calling it in. Why did, there's no point of even grabbing your guitar. He like rushed up, pulled it out, did a sweet fucking solo along with Jody's strumming and singing. And then they're like, now what do you want to do? And then he tunes the guitar and then it fades away. Yeah. To me. A.K.A. Yes. the blonde chick with the star on her cheek. Yeah. The granddaughter. Mouth yeah. of Sauron. I'm uh, bringing some flowers, I guess, over to the um, mausoleum museum fucking funeral house. I enter into the mausoleum and I open a door where a bright light flashes into my eyes and I scream and I'm dead. I'm assuming I'm dead. Yeah. Maybe maybe I won't be. I don't know. I can't wait to see my dead body later. The, my notes are, did the mouth of Sauron just die? I was so confused. I'm like, we just saw Do you her. remember it at this moment right now? Does that ever come back in the movie or is that No. It? I'll tell you right now, it doesn't. We don't have any answers and we don't know. We got sitting here at midnight. We've got me dying for no apparent reason. Grandma, how is she? She obviously felt it. She's probably fucking giggling in her house somewhere. Yeah, now we can talk forever in the mirror. Meanwhile, at Dune's Cantina. Oh, I'm sorry. Do you mean Dune and Doo Doo? We are at the Dunes Cantina, established in 1936. It looks like some prebubescent boys' treehouse where girls aren't allowed, and I love it. My drunk ass called it the Dunes Casino in my recording. <laughs> oh my god! I like your. I love your. I want it. Oh, but wait, girls are allowed here. There's a fine piece of ass sitting at the bar in lavender, and Jody is also sitting at the bar alone and then creepy mike obviously is like two feet behind him looking in the window stocky mcsockerson and ten dollars says he eventually watches his brother fuck that woman i think you may be right so it doesn't take me long to confirm that because after a mere five seconds of banter lavender woman 
is DTF. And once again, Mike is literally three steps behind him. You just see Jody and Kathy Lavender woman. Kathy Lavender. Please Kathy the Lavender, <laughs> like walk away with their arms around each other, like kissing. Mike is in earshot of them. But no, no, he just follows them. A short walk to the fucking cemetery that his best <laughs> friend just died at. This confirms that men will literally risk death for a mute blonde woman at the bar. This is, uh, spooky, isn't it? No, it's exciting. So, uh, what's the only thing to do in this town? Well, it's, uh, something. So after some small talk, the two start getting into some heavy petting. That's what the kids are calling it nowadays, right? I think. I think they're calling it ass eating. <laughs> wow. Wow. I wonder how many times Mike has watched his brother Jody Bone. I'm saying more than once. Anyways, Mel, I think that you have something important to say. I could just feel it because I can read your mind just like the blonde woman reads the Yaya. Yeah, she pulls his butt out. <laughs> she pulls she pulls his butt out she pulls his butt out she pulls his butt out first of all she pulls his yep. butt out okay same eyeshadow same dress let's fuck on your friend's grave while your brother watches and mike is all like wow but from the angle he is watching them from all he would see is his brother's pale ass slamming into the tall man's vagina that is what it is like it's so twisted. The second I saw like my sibling walking away drunkenly with somebody, I wouldn't be like, oh, I wonder what they're going to get up to and then go watch with my little binoculars. You know, Mel, because you're a woman. <laughs> yeah. Mike is like, uh, I'm too young to like go get a, a nudie mag. So I guess I'll just partake in some, I don't know, incest uh surveillance the shit that they jerk off to and the shit that they think of and like yeah they, there's no boundaries at that point in your life like literally whatever you can fucking wax your little tiny fucking pecker to like <laughs> it don't matter it don't matter dear god so the lavender tall man's panties are off and i'm wondering <laughs> why hasn't he killed him yet is this really about cannibalizing corpses is that where Cannibal Corpse got their name? Or did the tall man just grow up in the wrong decade? It maybe just wasn't his time, you it's know? True, it's true. Because, like, why didn't he just kill him? Why, why, why all of the fucking first? Why the fucking first? Well, I mean, I think he was just lonely up there in that cemetery. That, that's you know? what I'm saying. And, like, also... He knows what they want. They want a blonde woman in a purple dress. That's it's the and late what 70s. he wants is a f irresponsible drunk man. Yes. Which is what many, many men are after. Also, this is the cemetery your friend was found dead at, mm -hmm. um, unalived himself. But not only that, this is the cemetery you just buried him in and also the cemetery that your fucking parents are at and you're just sitting here yeah. fucking this chick. Mike's a freak. While your brother I mean, Jody's a freak. You <laughs> still don't know their names. Jody's a freak. <laughs> I mean, Mike's a freak too because he's watching it all happen. <laughs> Mike's a freak. Mike's a serial killer in training. Okay, I'll get yeah. to that. Oh, yeah. Mike's warriorism is getting out of control. Right? So, my favorite little nightmares have returned. I can hear their little wobblers 
wobbling on by, <laughs> which is my new favorite word, warble. <laughs> warble. I'm shocked that Mikey boy even heard the noise because mm-hmm. once those exquisite breasts were exposed, can one even hear anything at all? One might ask. I don't know. More warbling. <laughs> Oh shit, Mike is on the move and literally runs past his bro's naked ass, who follows him with panties in his mouth. Sorry, oh. lavender lady, bros over hose this time. Literally. <laughs> what the heck? Wait here, it's my little brother. I think he's got some kind of a problem. LOL, sorry, my brother's got a bit of a problem. <laughs> is that what he says? He literally says that. And yeah. He's actually turning into a fucking serial killer. His parents are dead. Tommy's dead. You're fucking people in the cemetery. There's little evil Jawas like stalking him who's also stalking you. There's a tall man who's eating dead bodies and he's also the man you fucked. I think there's (laughs) a lot of problems going on here and I don't think they're only Mike's. I think that Jody, some of them might be yours. 100%. 100%. The guys finally meet up. Jody and Mike, they catch up to each other. Jody, once again, is a fucking gaslighting queen, which you will hear in this upcoming audio. What's wrong with you, man? There's something up there. I know it. I saw it. What? Okay, look, I was following you guys. I didn't mean any harm, but when it's out there, it's going to get me. What's out there? I don't know. It was it was little and brown and low to the ground. It's probably just a gopher in heat. It wasn't any gopher. It was probably just a gopher in heat. <laughs> what? I oh my god. The some of the one-liners in this are actually out of control and I love it. Like I feel like I'm out of control. Like I'm trying to read my notes and I'm like I'm I'm just going to stop now to let you know that this fucking movie is just all over the place. There there's definitely lack of flow. It's very artsy. The bros are together. They argue. He literally explains to him that he sees some little dude in like a brown outfit. And he's like, it must be a fucking gopher in heat because that's your first thought, Jody. No. Anyways, Jody gives Mike his car keys because apparently it's okay for a 12 year old to drive while you go bang some broad (laughs) in the cemetery where your parents and Bessie were just buried. But alas, the naked tall man is gone. Mike is already back home. He drove really fucking quick. We are back two seconds later. We Mike is passed out and he's falling into a restless sleep and he's having a zombie dream. Yes. Pantomike laying in the bed. Suddenly the tall man is hovering over him over his headboard and he is in the cemetery once again and bodies jump from the ground on top of him i like to imagine it's his parents just to make it that much more traumatizing (laughs) yeah why not why not we should just go there because it's already weird it's already all right and now we move to jody he's heading out to the dunes cantina again it is now the morning so hair of the dog and Who's behind him? Robert John Bardo. Mikey's got different plans for today, though. Not too much stocking, much more window shopping. And suddenly, <laughs> the sound of your teacher returning to the classroom. Get back to your seat, kids. But wait, who is this picture of elegance walking this way? 
It's the vixen himself. I call him legs, but you know him as the tall man. And he is serving ten, ten, tens <laughs> across the board. Work, sis. I know a walk with a purpose, and his only purpose right now is to bask in the precipitation of Reggie's <laughs> ice cream truck. Yes. <laughs> That's right. It's literally just the tall man slowly walking with very loud tap dancing shoes. And um, he literally just stops the moment that Reggie, who just happens to be parked on the side of the road, opens up the back of his car to allow the precipitation of ice cream, ice, ice cream, steam, air, steam. ice cream, steam. Yeah. And he just basks in it for a oh, moment. He looks so happy until he locks eyes with the sexy little boy that is Mikey. <laughs> it's such a weird scene. Are you hard right now, Mel? Oh because my, I am. I'm scared. I'm scared. I'm scared of how much. For the tall man. I'm scared for how much I love the old man. Like that scene where he's just, he's so frantically walking down the street and he just freezes and lets that fucking air blow in his face and like a little frog that's been misted. You know what I mean? I love that. I love that. I love how, how dare you not allow me to be a frog living on a toadstool. I know. <laughs> Pan back to Jody hanging out at the Dunes Casino slash Cantina. <laughs> and he's uh, asking the bartender about that hot chick from last night. And the bartender is looking more like an ice cream man, if I'm going to be <laughs> honest, than a bartender. They should have probably swapped roles. Oh, no. Locker room talk ensues. There's a lot of boy giggling. But no, she hasn't been seen since. Now, cut to Mike fixing the car. Mike Mike is the only person who should be responsible for this car at this point. Because Jody. Can we is also just talk always... about why it's always broken? Why is it always broken? Because it's a fucking challenger? I don't know. <laughs> is it a challenger? It looks like one. I don't know. I just called it a hot rod because I do not know cars. I take the bus. Anyways, it looks kind of like that. It could be a, um, I don't know, a Corvette for all I fucking know. Or you know, that sounds good. That sounds fantastic. Yeah. Anyways, Mike's fixing the car and suddenly warbling. The Jawas are back and they're jumping up and down on the car. That's why it's always fucking broken. Those goddamn <laughs> Jawas. They're literally always just taking old fucking robots and machinery and disassembling it and selling it on the black market in their giant fucking like torpedo ship that looks like the uh dude from silent hill with the big fucking thing on his head what was his name pointy head doom hammer doom hammer i'm just making shit up that's so funny because now suddenly mike has a hammer in his hand he's oh, ready damn. to fuck up these little jawas <laughs> and he when he sees that little jawa running shoe he fucking slams down on it and ah! my fucking foot man that's no jawa foot that's a jody foot <laughs> Poor Jody. And they start to argue. Yeah. And once again, Mike is trying to tell Jody that there are little fucking goblins following him around. And once again, Jody doesn't believe him. But these things were here, right in the garage, and they were gonna get me. Oh, give me a break, would ya? They were jumping on the car and making these these weird sounds. Sure wasn't that uh, retarded kid Timmy up the street? Oh, it was the same thing that chased me last night. Well, what are we gonna do? <laughs> i'm fucking deceased oh my god i'm dead 
Jody's canceled. <laughs> I mean, Jody's been canceled, but like this really just drove the final nail in. I just wanted to play that, guys, just to show you that there was a once a different time. <laughs> there were the the entire atmosphere was quite different, uh, quite different. Yeah. Anyways, my part's done. Mel, please. Please continue. I will continue, but I don't think I can get my whole next part done in the next 25 minutes that we have left on the clock. So I think we should save it for next week. I think that this is a perfect way to end the episode. Yes. Like that was, that was pretty crazy. That was was pretty crazy. Like we're getting, we're getting in the thick of it. Guys, we're not even halfway through this movie, by the way. Yeah, the rest of it actually gets wild. We're not even, you know, we're just building up and already there's creatures. There's tall men who like ice cream steam. There is necrophilia. Has the ball come out yet? Oh, the ball. I can't wait to talk about the ball. I can't wait the ball. I love balls. I love love balls. I love one ball. my face. Yeah, one ball. I I like one ball in my forehead. Okay, well, anyways, um, I love it. I love it. Congratulations on finishing an episode. And congratulations to me, because really, we all know who who makes this go for a long time. (laughs) Hi, it's me. I'm the problem. It's me. Girl, honestly, don't even worry about it. You know, any excuse, if you ever want to just, you know, disappear for a couple weeks, I'm not complaining. I'll be in the bath. Nobody probably even noticed that we left. And the few of you that did, we fucking love you, spooky little sleuths. Oh, I want to shout out when I logged in to update all of our Spotify podcasting thing. I saw our audience for the last uh, week was two (gasps) people. Whoever you two are, I want to say genuinely thank you from the bottom of my heart for going back and listening to what we had put out before Um, we will be working on being a little bit more on top of things. I think we've got a good stride. I know we've said that a couple of times. I think we have more motivation. Yes. (laughs) No, but seriously, you guys, the last two people to listen to us this week, who's the stalker now, Mike? Yeah, who's Mike? (laughs) Just joking. We love you. We love it. Two people, two steps behind. Two steps behind watching you get jerked off at the cemetery. I hope they're watching me jerk off outside right now because that's what I'm doing right now. I'm just joking. (laughs) I'm just joking. (laughs) That's for after recording. All right. Well, we don't have a sign off yet, but we'll be working on that. And we love everybody. So thank you. Thank you. Mm -hmm. And uh, be as promiscuous as you want when it comes to movies. You want to be a dirty little girl? Go on over to Tubi. There's so many dirty little movies for you guys over there. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) But don't forget to go to doesthedogdie.com to make sure that it's not going to break your soul. All right. Well, guys, tune in next week for Phantasm Part 2. And we will run you through the rest of this weird sci-fi dreamscape uh telekinesis tele telepathetic telepathetic movie about two brothers and their mullet happy halloween <gasps> happy halloween you piece of trash you fucking whore yeah, oh my god and happy halloween to all of you guys out I there i love all of you and i can't wait to motorbite all motorbite all your titties motorbite 
Also, for anybody who has a Michaels nearby, uh, they will be doing 50% off of all of their Halloween stuff. So, if, or And also probably Spirit Halloween. So if you're looking for stuff for next year, guys, save yourself a little bit of money and go out now. And for all of you stores that are already playing Christmas music, I see you and I'm not impressed. Yeah, no, it's not but it's not Michael Bublé season. And you know what? I will get to that point. I fucking love Michael Bublé. Okay, cool. Well, I'm just so excited to be back. I know. And uh thank you for everybody who is joining us again and for anybody new. Um we are cheap horrors and we will see you and hear from you soon. Yeah. And you can find us on Instagram at yeah. cheap horrors h o r r o r s pod. Yeah. And that's also yeah. our email at gmail.com. And yes. uh, you can also buy us a coffee. Yes, absolutely. At It'll be in the show notes, but it's like buymeacoffee.com forward slash cheap horrors. I have to pronounce it like that because I can't do the double R's. Thank you guys so much. We're going to actually find a way to say all these things really quickly at the end one day. But for now, <laughs> goodbye forever.